Hello, thanks for listening to the Gibraltar Today podcast. I'm Jonathan Scott. How's Gibraltar's employment situation and what could we improve? What about education? What are the two parties hoping to form government for the next four years promising at this general election? I put some questions to the GSD's Edwin Reyes and the GSLP's Nigel Feetham. Let's go straight in. We tossed a coin and Mr Feetham gets the first um, question. So let me ask you if we start on education and we start uh, from birth, if you like, Mm. what are are the Alliance's plans for parental leave? Parental leave on education? Well, we are, are, in our manifesto, Jonathan, we are planning to review uh, parental leave uh, and it's something that certainly is um, we will we are committed to ensuring that we produce the right outcome for parents in that particular area mr reyes parental leave totally 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 committed to to parental leave yeah obviously it's a lot easier to introduce within the the public the public sector but our philosophy is that that shared responsibility especially nowadays, you know, of both parents being equally in, involved in bringing up the children and so on, and in those early days. Yes, there's a traditional maternity leave, but this parental leave, we, we, we work, we will work towards a formula where the, the couple, the parents, can, can share who has time off, when to, to fit in for the upbringing of the child. If, in consultation with the pri- pri- private sector, sorry about that, where it has to be, you know, the same as maternity leave, certain government contributions. Look, that's why we pay social insurance contributions. Why is this an important topic, do you think? Because you both included it in your manifestos. Because we believe in the equal responsibility of both parents in bringing up the children from birth. Mr. Feetham, traditionally a mother's role? Yes, but in a modern society, Jonathan, you must understand that men also are taking as much responsibility as women. It's important also to take into account that if, if men wish to be able to discharge that role within their family, it releases women to obvi- obviously also uh, further their employment uh, prospects and opportunities in the labour market. Okay. And if, yeah, I don't know if you're going to allow me, but may I remind people that in in February 2023, it was the GSD who presented a motion in Parliament, which was passed unanimously, and we proposed that legislation be enacted to provide for parental leave also in the case of miscarriage, stillbirth, or loss of pregnancy before 24 weeks. That well, is how, how serious I think the whole of Parliament took, took the issue. Yes, I'm, I'm delighted to hear Jonathan say that because a lot of the commitments that he has articulated and the party has articulated in their manifesto is about auditing and carrying out reviews. I'm, I'm really pleased to see that there is a firm commitment in this area. That is not reflected in a lot of the commitments that I've seen certainly in their manifesto when I've gone through the manifesto of the last few days. Okay, yes, it's um, a lot of reading for us uh, following politics. Uh, Let's move on to the next stage, if you like, before going to school. Uh, Free childcare, can you explain the GSLP Liberals' thinking on this? Free free childcare, we are also committed to be able to support parents in this area and we've covered that in our manifesto as well. Jonathan. Mr Reyes? Yes, we, we cover equally the areas in the manifesto, certainly... We believe in that uh, preschool placements in within the school. It helps the child to to move up along the the education system. In today's day and age, you rarely have a family where both parents 
do not have to work out of necessity just to meet mortgage demands and, and so on. So certainly uh, provisions have to be made on behalf of, of the community, you know, by the educational services. And although there exist even private establishments, we have to ensure that they're delivering a good standard of childcare. But certainly we will back and continue consulting with teachers how best to have you know, preschool, nursery placements and so on to, to, meet, the, to meet the demands. Yes, I'm delighted to hear that as well, Jonathan, because every time that the, the GSLP Liberal government has spent money in Parliament, we've got an opposition that actually doesn't support the government's position. So the more spending in these areas, the better it is for Gibraltar. So I'm delighted to hear that, but I would question whether or not the GSD would actually deliver a manifesto commitment when they've done exactly the opposite in Parliament over the last four years. No, they, they the GSD will certainly deliver commitment. The GSD has not supported the opaque estimates book presented in Parliament. It's not that the GSD doesn't support the areas where certain monies have been allocated. And then certain areas where it's allocated, like we're talking about teaching, £1,000 for a whole financial year to cover for, for supply teachers. When teachers to go ill, that is an unstarter. That's not even a budget any director of education could cope with in a month, let alone a whole financial well, year. Let's then talk let, about... Let, the... Let's not mix up the reasons of why the, bu the budget as presented in Parliament was not supported. Well, well, not supported because it lacks clarity, transparency, and it has that seal of opaqueness for which the GSLP well, is infamous. Well, let's talk about employment then, because certainly in, in the area of employment, the GSD has never supported the government's future job strategy. In fact, in 2011, it was the GSD itself that challenged, 2012, when the strategy was implemented, it was the GSD that challenged the strategy on the basis that the cost to the government would be 11 or 12 million pounds. That was the GSD position in terms of the employment Employment revolution that we've seen in Gibraltar over the last 11 years. The, 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 the number of registered unemployed in Gibraltar is at a record low, 29 people on average unemployed. In okay. 2011, it was just under 500, and the figures were skewed. And I tell you why the figures were skewed. Because when the future job strategy was introduced by the government in the first year, there were 1,000 people. A thousand people under the scheme. So clearly there was more people unemployed in 2007 than the official figures suggested. Okay. That to let's, me is a lack of transparency and opaqueness. Let's let Mr. Reyes come back. Uh, record low unemployment. Is that a meaningful figure for the GSD? Yeah, look, record low unemployment has, has, to, be, has to be acknowledged. But to clarify the point, what the GSD did not su support was not the concept of supported employment. That concept was right. The manner, the the structure of what was being done, it was not leading towards any meaningful long-term employment. A lot of it was done by temporary short-term contracts in uh, companies where uh, someone was taken on for X amount of time. The contract ended just before they attained certain statutory rights and then moved on to another company. So it was a, a way of bypassing the, the legal entitlement that that employee would want, yes? But certainly, uh, more so, being okay. their government-owned companies, Let, that, is, that is an area if, that, if I can, that will have serious investment. Let's bring this back to... Well, you, you've brought in employment, which, I, which I've let you do briefly, uh, and of course, GBC has linked uh, employment and education because they are clearly linked, but we were trying to work our way through um, the education side of things, so we, we will have time to, to revisit employment uh, a little later on. Let me ask you both um, your plans for schools. We've heard the GSLP Liberals want to 
uh, renovate St. Joseph's School. Why is this important? Well, I think it's important because the school is in need of renovation. Therefore, we've committed to carrying out renovation, renovation in, in St. Joseph's School, which will mean that the school will almost almost be rebuilt in terms of the amount of work that we will be carried out in that school. We will extend St. Martin's and there's a very clear commitment in our manifesto. And let, me, let, me remind, let me remind the people of Gibraltar that it was the GSD that said that they would not they would not support the construction of St. Martin's school. We've committed to a new college in the manifesto and we've committed to a new Hebrew school. But of course we can't just look at what we're promising over the next three years. You've got to look at the record of the government over the, over the last 11 years. This government has undertaken an, a revolution in the area of education. All schools constructed in Gibraltar today, in other words, 10 schools, have been constructed by the GSLP Liberal government. No schools were constructed by the GSD when the GSD were in government. The, G, the GSLP has spent £160 million in this particular area. I say that is money well spent. Any money that goes into education is well spent. And that is not the only achievement of this government. The education budget has more than doubled. The scholarship budget has more than doubled. We have more teachers today than what we have ever had in Gibraltar. In fact, we have 127 more teachers employed now than what, what uh, were uh, employed in 2017. We have more counsellors. We have more educational psychologists. But do you think we need more, though, no? The well, there's, a, well, there's a commitment you, there to, there to is, continue to there, expand There is that. certainly a commitment in the manifesto to expand it. But my point is, whatever resources are required, this government will do it because it okay. has a track record in education. Let's bring in Whereas Mr. the opposition Reyes. are saying that they will not spend money. That's that. That's their. That is what underpins the manifesto. Mr. Commitment Mr. Reyes, is review will, and audit. Uh, please, will will the GSD spend thank, money thank you, on Jonathan. education? That's, that's a long litany of things that, that need to that need to be challenged. Yes. Mr. Fitam has just said that 160 million has been spent on the building of new schools. We can only but take his word for it because that expenditure is not, is not tabled in, in Parliament. At the opening of a new Bishop's Gerald and Governor's Medal school on two consecutive days, and we'll talk about the mishaps of those schools today, which is a very uh, current topic there, the Chief Minister. Shall I use the word lied? That doesn't like he, he misled people by saying that it was only his government who had voted in favour of that expenditure. That is not correct because the GSD, in not supporting the budget book as presented because it lacked transparency and so on, if that figure for expenditure on schools was not tabled, therefore you cannot from there deduct logic does not allow you to deduct that you voted against because that, that, was, never, that was never presented. What happened in, in, in the election of, of 2014 was that the then party leader, Nigel's brother, Danny Fitam, admitted very honestly in the John McIntosh-Hall debate that he had made no provisions for a new St. Martin's. That is completely different to saying that they oppose the construction of St. Martin's. So it was a fault that he hadn't foreseen the construction of a new St. Martin's, but you cannot deduct from there that he was opposed to the building of St. Martin's. And then during the budget session... I, in my right of reply in the, in, in, the, in, the, in the speeches, I asked for clarification, which the chief minister in summing up did not address at all. I asked for clarification on the Hebrew school, which Mr. Fita has brought up now, so obviously he's privy to more information than <coughs> members of parliament were today. We hear that government is going to spend money in building a new Hebrew school. Look, if they need it, they need it. But, but it's in the it's manifesto. Got, it's got, yes, but it's going to be run, we hear, on a private basis. So 
if if Gibraltar's taxpayer are going to subsidize a particular religious denomination, and I'm open to all religious denominations by subsidies, then it must be equally applied to all religious denominations okay, and not just a select few. So, uh, it will be a faith school? Will it be a private faith school? I am not privy to the details of it. We have committed in our manifesto that this is what we will deliver. I'm not privy to the details. I am sure that the government will take into account all sensitivities in this particular area. I have no doubt whatsoever in that at all. Okay. But let me also say this, and it's important well, to say this. If we're going to talk about employment, let's also talk about... Well, we're not the, talking about employment, we're talking about education. Sorry, sorry education. So, so the, huge, the huge increase in vocational courses that this government has introduced over the last 11 okay. years. There's been a revolution I've, I've in education. I've got a long list of topics that I'd like to ask you about, Mr. Fetum. So yes. let me ask you first, before we move on, Mr. Reyes has raised uh, the topic of the day, if you like, a caterpillar infestation at Bishop Fitz Gerald School, which has seen children evacuated by teachers to the Tercentenary Sports Hall. Your comment, please. Well, my comment in relation to that is that my understanding, and I've read it uh, on Twitter barely an hour ago, is that the infestation is a general infestation in the area. It is not specific to the school, and therefore the government will deploy whatever no resources are necessary in order to decontaminate the area, including the schools. And we will make whatever facilities are available to teachers, staff, and students. Did you want to have a comment on yes. that, Mr. Reyes? These caterpillars did not suddenly appear on a Monday morning. They were there last week. The problem does not seem to have been tackled. And obviously there will be a different version of events. But the version of events that I had today is that it was the teachers who said we will not abandon the children, but we will not stay in the building, and therefore we are going to remove the children from the building. That was something the Department of Education did not have as an initial reaction. And... You know, with the best intention of the world, the current acting minister for for education said, no, look, the caterpillars are neither GSLP or GSD and try to laugh it off. Come on. That is not giving the seriousness that the teachers deserve. We are highly committed to always listening to the teachers. I come from that profession itself. Okay. I have been the president of the teacher association, so don't take teachers for a ride. Well, so we've heard the GSLP planning an extension of 10 new classrooms at St. Martin's. What is the GSD going to do at St. Martin's? Well... The GSLP, when they opened St. Martins, they did say that there were provisions there to be able to make uh, extensions in EP. Obviously, at the start of this academic year, it has already been proven that the building is too small, they need extensions. I hear, but I don't have an actual uh, engineer's report, something has gone wrong and it doesn't seem that they'll be able to extend up. So they're encroaching into other areas, they're encroaching in towards uh, the footprint designated for, for the other schools around there, trying to find a solution to a problem for a building that was exclusively designed by them. They want to take the credit, so along with the credit, you, you take as well the blame for a lack of foresight. Yes, and we built the school when you were saying that you were not going to build it no, and you had no plans. And you, going to build well, it, but I have said Mr. Fita admitted that he has made no provisions. But that does not your, equate your, he was not going to build it. Let's not is twist to oppose the, the government the on all spending Let's plans. Not get people to have be justified in saying the politicians are liars. That, I am definitely not a liar that, that, and I will well, not well, accept those half-truths and convenient twisting. So therefore, you, yes, what you can do is set lies, standards for others which you're not prepared to set for yourself. Yeah, so is. we've got to be careful in Mr. using Mr. the word... We've, we've, got, we've got to be careful in using the word lie. It applies That's both why. ways. I, I rectified the word. You don't call him liar then. Say he misled being economical with the truth. That is my position. He misled people. I was there on those two openings. He misled people. 
in the presence of His Excellency the Governor. Okay, uh, very quickly, uh, a College of Further Education, uh, that's the new college I believe that you're referring to at the Cross of Sacrifice. Correct. The GSD has uh, a completely other new college, is that a second college? We, 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 have, we have a vision for a college of technology and skills. Together with the teaching profession, they can decide whether they wish to amplify the current task undertaken by the College of Federal Education, whether they wish to keep that and then have a, a, a separate college as well. But, but certainly, certainly, there is an area where certain skills are not being taught. The introduction of vocational courses carried my support in, in Parliament. In fact, I, I kept on questioning the Minister <coughs> of Education. I wanted to see more. But are we providing those youngsters with the skills with the qualifications necessary leading up to MBQ levels two and three that make them qualified craftsmen and then going up to level fours, going up to H&Ds and so on in those traditional skills of which Gibraltar has always produced fantastic craftsmen. Okay. You know, they well, have raised yeah. to any occasions and, and we're the going manpower to is there. We're going to continue talking them. about the employment and education, but we're going to have to take a very quick break. Gibraltar Today with Jonathan Scott. Let's stay with education for just a, a few more minutes. Special educational needs and the provision uh, for special educational needs. Can you tell us about your plans for the next four years if elected into government? Me? Yes. I mean, <clears throat> Jonathan, as we said before, and I repeat again, this government has an unprecedented record in the area of education. I mean, all you have to look is at what the government has done in, in the area of supporting uh, educational needs. Uh, the government uh, and the GSLP have increased the number of special needs learning support assistance by nearly 200, and every child who needs such support is provided with one on a one-to-one -one basis. We've, in we've also introduced special educational needs coordinators in every school, school counsellors, educational psychology. So our policy is an extension of what we have already done. In other words, we will do more of what we've done. There is a clear track record. And let me say this as well, if I can, please, Jonathan, when Edwin talks about doing new schools in Gibraltar, well, over a period of 16 years, the GSD did not construct a single school in Gibraltar. So therefore, I question whether or not they will be able to deliver even that manifesto commitment, let alone the amount of times that in the manifesto they talk about carrying out audits and reviews. Mr. Reyes? It keeps on coming back to that, to that topic. Look, however important school buildings are, and no one takes away that importance, the strength of Gibraltar's education system lies in the commitment shown by teachers. And that is where our priority is. Yes, it's the, it's the inside. I may dress in a Gucci jacket if I wish to, but if inside my body lacks proper health, then the Gucci jacket is of no use. So we are committed to improving the delivery inside the classroom. We are committed to extending further and making sure that there is a classroom made in every single lower and upper primary school to enable the teacher to deliver a better product to, to, the whole, to the whole class. We are committed to working alongside the educational experts yeah, in reviewing the provisions of educational psychologists and clinical psychologists because that in itself has an effect upon the delivery so of lessons. Reviewing yeah. but with an expectation of we, well, increasing look, the staff confidence? You always expect, but I'm not going to invent the number now and mislead people by saying, I'm going to employ five more of these. No, 
Let's take stock. What have we got? Let's hear the experts. But the experts right down to the classroom teacher from reception to year 13. What do they actually need? What are the tools to help you deliver a product? It, it hurts me to hear that a teacher in a classroom has identified a pupil that he thinks should he or she should be assessed, needs to be referred, and there's a lack of speech therapists. There's a lack of all this or the other. Yeah, And the, the school management said, yes, I've passed on a request. We, we don't have enough clinicians to be able to assess that. Well, that is something that should be avoided. Yeah, we have, we, it has unfortunately got to be demand-led, okay. and we will meet that demand. Very briefly, that, however, Mr. There's more facilities today in special needs than that there has ever been in Gibraltar before. And, 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 and Edwin keeps repeating, reviews, reviews, consultation, reviews. But, but on there is special no needs, concrete... you're going to do an audit as well? No, no, but we will, we, what we are saying is we've got a track record. We will build on the track record and deliver even more because we... there is clearly a lot that has been done in this area. Whereas, you know, he's coming from a position of having no track record and questioning all items of government expenditure. What I don't have is a track record of having pupils waiting months on end to, to be assessed. That is what I don't have. Okay, let me ask the GST, um, you want to introduce inspections and reviews of standards in schools. Is this like Ofsted in the UK and what's the thinking? No, the, the word Ofsted is, is not a word in itself that is welcomed by the teaching profession. But as parents, you know, we've got to satisfy the client, let's call the parent the client, yeah, that the school is certainly meeting certain standards. It's been on, it's been there for years. You know, this is why we have an education advisory service. We have had occasionally different types of, uh, is the word inspection the right one to use, sort of assessment, grading. So we have to make sure that it's not just the teacher appraising himself, but appraisals being carried out. Is globally, is the school delivering the product for which it, it is set up? So no yeah. Ofsted for Gibraltar? Not Ofsted in the way as is no. No, that, that has many, many pitfalls and certainly you learn by other people's mistakes. Okay, let's move on to school leaving age. Um, the United Union says apprenticeships and training require a lot of buy-in from the next government of Gibraltar. The GSLP Liberals have a slightly different take uh, on apprenticeships uh, to the GSD. Let me ask Mr Feetham to explain the Alliance's position. Well, our position, Jonathan, is defined in the way that the government has invested in apprenticeships over the last 11 years. It's part of the future job strategy and I remind the electorate here today that the future job strategy and the apprenticeships that underpin, underpin that strategy were opposed by the GSD uh, from the very beginning in 2011 where they questioned that the government of Gibraltar was spending too much money. In fact, they costed it at £11 million. So basically what they're saying is that if they were in government, they wouldn't be have spent that amount of money. That amount of money goes into training, it goes into apprenticeships. Uh, the uh, the policy of the government is to create employment, uh, to create employment in the areas where there is demand for it. I heard your interview with Unite the Union here uh, last week uh, and they themselves recognise uh, and one of the speakers uh, stated very clearly that what they wanted to see is a planning planning and modelling that ensures that where there is demand in the economy, employment opportunities are created. By definition, what you can't do is to have students and young people doing apprenticeships 
only to find out that the at the end of the training there is no job for them. That I think so, doesn't help them, I, and it certainly doesn't help the economy of Gibraltar. Sure. So I think that the alliance is planning uh, and and is already delivering or has already delivered uh, apprenticeships in the area of healthcare, uh, insurance, and uh, and also shipping. Uh, and I'd like to ask Mr. Reyes why the GSD believes uh, that the traditional skills are also um, required and that apprenticeships should yes. be delivered in carpentry, plumbing, uh, uh, electricians. Certainly the record of the last 12 years show that there has been a total failure in traditional skills. There has been no proper apprenticeships. There has been a type of program where Mr. Bosano has admitted it in, in Parliament. He sends some trainees to do a level one, which is a very, very basic qualification. It covers health and safety and the names of tools and so on. And are sent off to a construction site to be like a, a glorified laborer, not certainly not, not a craftsman. There's no pro- career progression. There is no ambition in the youngster because they cannot attain a higher job. If you're not taught the proper carpentry skills, then you're never, you're never going to be a, a carpenter. Yeah? It's a pity to look at employment figures where... Uh, the Spanish labour force coming in in those construction trades is is an astronomically high. There, in fact, last year there was an increase of over nine thousand. Well, let's put that to, in, to the GSP So we we believe in having the, our properly trained trained craftsmen, and we call it a high quality apprenticeship program, yeah? okay. leading me... towards meaningful employment, not just. To take off numbers for let, let me ask Mr. Feetham specifically uh, uh, about the idea to um, diminish and reduce the reliance on cross frontier workers at a, you know as part of Sir Joe Bosano's yes. economic plan. Yes. How is that compatible with having to rely on uh, those trades coming yes. from across but the Jonathan, border? Jonathan, you must understand that that can only be done over a period of time. I mean, there is you, that can only be done over a period of time. Clearly, there is pressure now as a result of Brexit in this area, Joe Bosano has devised an economic plan that will uh, deliver the sort of things that you've suggested. But let me pick pick up what Edwin has just said. He says that Gibraltarians effectively are not working in the construction industry. That is not true. There are more Gibraltarians today working in the construction area, in the construction field, than ever before. In fact, during the GSD time, during the GSD time, the government used to say in Parliament, in answer to questions by the GSLP, that Gibraltarians didn't want to work in the construction trade. So he, so they were saying the exact opposite of what Edwin is saying here today. The uh, future job strategy has 600 people undertaking training and apprenticeships at any given point in time. What you you can't expect, what you can't expect, Jonathan, is for uh, the government to cater for all areas of construction. You cannot do that because different aspects of construction require different specialist skills. So if you're going to train somebody in a certain area, whether it's bricklaying or any other aspect of construction, you will find that if that is all they will do, then they will be in gainful employment for two months and then unemployed for the next 12 months. Whereas in the UK, it's geographically so big that bricklayers will be travelling all over the United Kingdom doing precisely that one activity. That is not possible in Gibraltar and I think that is an endorsement of Joe Bosano's policy in this area. I I disagree completely. The the, the figures and so on he's quoting are certainly not those training in the construction trades, yes, but we believe in an apprenticeship program, especially in the construction trades, yes, that lead to real jobs, that lead to proper training, wage increases upon satisfactory <coughs> completion, 
and it leads to local labour, so we're ready for an eventuality. If I give you an example, government rental housing requires maintenance. Yeah, The way it's working at the moment is you subcontract out to individual <coughs> companies and so on. When the labourer comes to do the job in, in a in a rentee's house, they don't. They are not Gibraltarians. They happen to be imported right, labour. So the workforce is there. No, just but the, the, G- the GSLP Liberals uh, and Sergio Bosano have been training towards no, no, maintenance. No, they haven't been training no, anybody. Right. No that one has. True. No one has left no, the construction no, training centre. No, We've hired no, a level no, one certificate. No, that is not true. I tell you why that is not true. Because they're not training. No, go and go and ask the apprentices. Well, let me tell you this. Well, let me tell you this. A cornerstone of the GSLP Liberal government's policy in government is actually to focus on maintenance. Precisely because of the fact that in maintenance, you can have general skills. It's not as if you develop one skill set, bricklayer, and therefore you limit yourself to one particular activity in the construction trade. You know what you're talking about? Level one is just just a simple labourer. You've you've got Joe Bosano's number. Give him a call after this debate. You've said... Joe Joe Bosano knows. You can ask me, look, Joe, Joe Bosano has been misled. I don't blame him. He was misled. He, in an answer to one of my parliamentary questions, said, no, no. Employers have told me they don't want MVQs, they want City and Guilds. And I felt a bit embarrassed to explain to the father of the house that City and Guilds is just one of the awarding bodies that offers MVQs. So the poor man had been misled no, I don't by whoever that. was I absolutely don't accept. Let me say this, Joe. That Job, was live in Parliament. No, let me say this. Joe Bosano wanted to attend this this debate because employment is his area, and he's written, uh, you know, most most if not a large part of the commitments on on the economy and employment. He can't be here for one reason because he's already participated in another GBC program, and therefore he can't attend himself. But I I I actually challenge you. I challenge you after this debate to publish what you've just said. Let me say this. You talk about wage increase as well. The minimum wage. Let's talk about the minimum wage. The GSLP Liberal government has increased the minimum wage every single year over the last 11 years. The GSLP introduced it in 1988. The GSD government over a period of 16 years only increased the minimum wage five and that was near to election time. Let's talk about increasing okay. wages, let, please. Let me put to you, though, Mr. Feetham, that the minimum wage, while it has gone up, mis- if I may, Mr. Reyes, that uh, the cost of living has also soared uh, and that still Unite the Union says that there are low-paid workers who are struggling to make ends meet at the end of the month. Yes, yes, but all I'm saying, Jonathan, is that if we're talking about wage increases, it's very easy to make a commitment, we will do this, we will do that, when actually it's entirely inconsistent with their behaviour in Parliament over the last 11 years. So, wage increases. There what wage increases? Mr. To, en- to any blocking of or minimum wage increases. Well, Never. What's, what's, Never. what's the GSD's policy on minimum wage? Minimum wage has to be determined according to the, to the cost of living. Look, it's relatively easy for a government as a, as, as employer of all those in the public service to say we're putting, putting up so much. One has to work in consultation with the private okay. sector because the raise in minimum wages in the private sector means a raise in cost of living, so you're in a catch-22 situation. Okay. We've got a, a number of topics that I was hoping to cover, and we've got about four minutes left. So let me ask you both your view on agency workers, how they've been used over the past four years, and how you intend to uh, employ them, your, your policy towards agency workers going forward. In our opinion, there has been a total abuse of, of agency workers. We are opposed to using agency workers as a stopgap to fill up vacancies within the private sector 
as a stopgap so as not to allow the national promotions and and uh, career paths of civil servants, all under the initial excuse that Sir Joe Bosano needed to review the whole situation and so on. Well, look, under the four years of this of this latest parliament, that exercise I don't think has, has been completed because the public sector has actually had a decrease a decrease of 181 workers registered as full-time employees. But those posts have been covered by agency workers, and I repeat what I said before, who are giving a short-term contract before they attain their statutory rights or being able to claim redundancies and so on. They are transferred to another department and you take another lot in. So that just demoralizes the workforce and that is totally unaccepted okay. and it, we are totally committed to eradicate that okay. practice. Mr. Featham. Well, our, our position is, is very clear on that. Uh, agency workers have existed for a very long time. In fact, they, it was more prevalent during the GSD term on office than over the last 11 years uh, and we are committed to reviewing this particular area and we've set it out in our manifesto. But le- if we're going to talk about employment, let's also say this, and this is important, The labour market in Gibraltar has increased by 10,000 registered workers since 2001. In other words, there are 10,000 more work jobs created in the economy of Gibraltar over the last 11 years, from 21,000 to 31,000. That is a record, the record of this government over the last 11 years. A successful track record in growing years. job numbers? It's basing... It's missing basic uh, arithmetic from 2001 to 2023. No, 2011. 2011. 2011. Over the past 12 years of GSOP Liberal governments, there's been a 150% increase in jobs. 10,000 jobs. That's to be celebrated. That no? was not there before, and we've grown the size of the economy. We've doubled the size of the economy. Yeah, and those jobs, if you look at the statistics tables, happen to be increases in the construction trade, which Mr. Featham was saying before, they're only temporary type type of contracts because once that job is over those workers will go back so you and, cannot and claim that, that they are and term- financial well, services and well, gaining absolutely yes, uh, well, but, but i'm referring to that big increase in, in in the construction health and social workers public public administration and defense duties they have okay. also contributed and, and in financial services and gaming let me give you a statistic very in, briefly in Mr. gaming Fittin. in gaming in gaming 2000 people were employed in gaming as a result uh, uh, a few years ago that number has no, now got up to 3400 that's Fantastic. it that is and only all, that is only one particular to Peter Caruana who, is, who introduced that well, gaming well, sector well no we're talking we're talk, we are talking about the numbers of the last three years we're talking about uh, how the economy has thrived and with the right captain at, at, at the ship thanks to the vision of Sapita Caruana well, and well, the GSD. Actually, and I, actually, the gaming industry was actually created by Joe Bosano when Ladbrokes was attracted to Gibraltar in 1992. Yeah, that is fact. If Sapita you don't believe Caruana me, then check made, it. made no contribution. No, no, no but on, I'm not saying, on. but I haven't, I haven't put this debate in the area of Sapita. Wrong. I haven't okay, criticized Sapita. I haven't I'm taken a debate on an area I, where you, I, where I, you want to claim credit. this government's record of the last four yeah, years. We need to wrap up and I'd like you to, if you can, please let us know Um, what your plans are in respect of pensions, both private sector and public, in a nugget. Mr. Reyes, you go first. We flipped a coin. Look, the public, the public sector pensions have moved on from an end-of-salary type of, of pension yeah, to the contributory scheme pensions where the employer makes a f- double the contribution to, to the employee. So that, hopefully, the cost of living not reaching too much, that will provide people with an adequate pension at the end. There is a commitment and there's a lot of legal advice that has to be taken on board about the equalization of pensionable okay, rights I'm at the age of 60, 65. And we're committed as soon 
as the correct legal advice has come through. Okay, Mr. Fiesen. It was the current government that introduced private pensions or commercial pensions in the private sector. We were the ones that did it. They, again, resisted the introduction of private pensions. They resisted it because they could have done it when they were in government and they certainly did it. That's the first point. Secondly, secondly, equalization of pensions. We are saying that is something that we are committed to, subject to treaty negotiations and understanding what the implications are under the treaty. That's important. We do not want to be landed with another pensions problem okay. in Gibraltar like we were in 1983 in relation to Spanish pensions. Mr. Fetum, um, you, uh, by luck of draw, finish today's debate on education and employment. Thank you to Edwin Reyes of the GSD and Thanks. to Nigel Fetum of the much, GSLP. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening. Thank Liberals. you very much. Thanks for listening to those highlights from Gibraltar today. I'm Kelly M. Borge, the show's producer. We're live on Radio Gibraltar Monday to Friday from 1 to 2, getting behind the headlines. And you can catch up here whenever you like. Until next time, have a good one. GBC Podcasts, local voices on demand.